Good morning. Good morning. Hey, it finally stopped snowing. Look at that. It is, uh, what's today, Wednesday? Or is it Tuesday? Yeah, it's Wednesday. When? I think. (laughs) (laughs) We both need to be alive, apparently. Yes, Wednesday, uh, (laughs) March the 13th. And we got some big news. I'm actually really excited for the show today. We uh, we we've got some clips from an old show that we did, where we're talking about a central figure in this whole Russian collusion thing. Um, you knew, uh, to, to your credit, you knew a long time ago about this guy. I think before a lot of people, even in the media, did. Um, and before uh, they were talking about it, yeah, before sure. before anybody even knew who he was. Now, real quick, uh, you know, of course, this is the average American podcast. I'm your host, Brandon. She's your co-host, Jen. Find us on average or uh, anchor.fm slash average American. You can find all of our other stuff there. Now that I got that out of the way, let's get started on this thing. So this is all revolving around the Hillary Clinton campaign and the the alleged Russian collusion with the Trump campaign. Now, we we talked about this guy, this Russian oligarch, and you might remember the story of his lobbyist texting Mark Warner, Democratic Senator Mark Warner. The guy's name is is Oleg Deripaska. Oleg Deripaska. Now, if you've heard our podcast before, you've heard of you've actually heard us talk about him quite a bit. We've brought him up quite a few times. And Oleg Deripaska is this Russian oligarch who's very close to Vladimir Putin. He's an energy producer of some sort. He's pretty close with Putin and he was in touch with um, Christopher Steele. He knew Christopher Steele, the guy who put together the dossier. So right. that's right. And we're gonna go. We're gonna go through all that. Yeah, I'm just trying to give the basic overview so that you know while you're following along, you can kind of you know understand. Okay, what are we what are we talking about here? So we're talking about right. this this dossier and the fact that Christopher Steele is connected with this Russian Oleg Deripaska, and Oleg Deripaska has all these other connections. Like he's got this. He's he's in contact his lobbyist Adam Waldman is a guy known for getting in touch with U.S. politicians to get something you want. That's basically what he's known for. So it's all very suspicious. All these connections by themselves are very suspicious, but there's mm-hmm. even but there's even more than that. So tell me what you want to do. Do you want to, do you want to set up and play the clips so from the old the show clip, first? And then we'll kind of walk through our, our working theory, we'll call it, on what's going on with the whole Russia collusion hoax. Okay, we're going to go a little Rush Limbaugh here is what we're going to do and play a clip of our old show. So this is us on... Oh, boy. Let me find out. This is us on... I think it was last spring. This is February 13th, 2018 that that we're talking about this. So this clip is from February 18th. Over a year uh, ago. February 13th, yeah. So a year and a month ago exactly. All right. This basic, I, I, I'm beginning to think it's more than just Hillary Clinton paying Christopher Steele to make up a bunch of junk or, you know, write down a bunch of rumors. I think that the Russians might have actually been involved. I think so they were the too. Russians, so that they, they were indeed trying to influence the election, but the influence was via Christopher Steele. So that was the first bit, which I think you nailed, by the way. Thank you. Here's the second bit that we mentioned. What, what's interesting is if you kind of take it back, and I found his name just to, 
have it officially. It's Oleg Deripaska. And I'll definitely remember that. Ally, <laughs> a Putin ally and a Russian <laughs> and a Russian oligarch. So I'm joking that we would remember his name. Little did I know. Yeah. Actually, we would. Yeah. And he is a pretty central figure in this whole thing. Yeah. So let's run through it. So um, trying to keep it as brief as possible. Um, as far as th there was actually, I think, involvement by the FBI even before this deal dossier came out. So the whole George Papadopoulos, Stephen Harper, Joseph Niswood thing, we'll kind of ignore that for now. We'll, we'll have to get into that in another episode, yeah. Yeah, we'll do, and we're going to come back to this because it's really important. I mean, it's this the is biggest huge. story this, that you're not hearing about in the mainstream media. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's kind of like an alternate reality. It it kind of freaks me out that it just can go under the rug like this. But basically, with the Steele dossier, okay, so just focusing on that portion of it, um, you you basically had. So I had suspected even back then that Oleg Deripaska was Steele's source because there was already a record of Steele having worked for Deripaska through his company in London. And there was some mentions of the two of them. So I just kind of thought, put two and two together, thought, well, this was probably one of his sources for his big, you know, tale that he spun. And, but now that information is coming out and specifically the Bruce Orr transcripts that just got released, we're finding out more and more that he actually was pretty intimately involved. So um, the, the latest one, we had already seen emails prior where Christopher Steele was actually trying to uh, convince or suggest to Bruce Orr that he help Deripaska get a visa. Okay, so he was already kind of lobbying on Deripaska's behalf doing that. But the most recent ones show that Deripaska was actually using Steele to try to take down Paul Manafort. And the reason for that is because Deripaska and Manafort had had business dealings back in the day. And Deripaska said that Manafort didn't properly uh, account for all the funds or something. So basically there was bad blood between Deripaska and Manafort. Deripaska wanted to get Manafort, and he used Christopher Steele as part of that effort. Interesting. So these people all know each other. They had some sour business transaction that left a bad taste in yes. their mouth, and now we're at present yeah. day. Okay. So, <laughs> so basically, you have to get your mind around what this is, is that a Russian oligarch was using the FBI to take down his political enemy. And the FBI was basically doing the bidding of a Russian oligarch. The FBI was colluding. Exactly. This is exactly what they, and there was a clip in that show that I wish I would have taken the time to grab where we talk about, you know, the Democrats accusing the other side of exactly what they're doing. This is the same situation again. I mean, they're, they're yes. dealing with this guy who is, a, I mean, this is Russian collusion. Any way you dice it, it's Russian collusion. So, it really is. I mean, it really is. Because Steele was directly working with Deripaska. Deripaska, at the same time, he's supposed to, supposedly working for Hillary. Ugh. And the FBI is involved. Now, 
the uh, and it goes a lot deeper. So j- just to run again, that there's so much to it, it's kind of hard to abbreviate sometimes. But just to quickly kind of um, go through it, Adam Waldman. Okay, his lawyer that we were talking about. This is Deripaska's lobbyist, Adam Waldman. Apparently, he says he's not a lobbyist. He's just a lawyer. So Adam Waldman is Deripaska's lawyer in the U.S. Okay. And um, but he also has connections to Clinton and Adam Waldman does. And he also has connections to McCain through the McCain Foundation. And so... um, Deripaska also has connections to McCain. Now, if you go back to the 2008 uh, elections, there was a slew of articles about McCain's connections to Russia through Deripaska because they were trying to hurt McCain, right? When it was convenient for them, yeah. Because he was running for president. So you can go back and find a lot of articles about it from 2008. And there's quite a few. I mean, there was, um, Mm. it was actually Paul Manafort and his partner, Rick Davis. So there was a Davis Manafort company, okay? They introduced McCain to Deripaska. Hmm. Okay, and Rick Gates was still really close with McCain up until the time he died. Rick Gates was his campaign manager, and Rick Gates spoke at his funeral, read a letter from McCain at his funeral. So remember, Rick Gates and Paul Manafort were in business together. Right. Right? So they're all connected, Manafort, McCain, the Clintons, and Deripaska. It's so incestual. Yes, and some other figures. So and McCain and... um, Deripaska even had some kind of business deal going on in Montenegro that I haven't been able to chat all the details of yet. But if you go and you just search like McCain, Deripaska, you'll find a lot of this stuff. So it just, you know, it's just got me thinking, wow, you know, you have Christopher Steele, you have John McCain, who was intimately involved in the whole passing the dossier to the FBI and everything. These people are all connected and connected with Deripaska. He's and, and you the know FBI what? is connected with Deripaska because the FBI has worked with has him. Had business dealings, yeah, with Deripaska, which to me I consider to be a cover story. The cover story is supposed to be that he was helping them get a CIA guy out of Iran. Why is the and FBI? Deripaska was why is the FBI yeah, going on a mission to get the CIA guy out? That sounds like a mission and why for the are they CIA. Using a Russian oligarch to do it. Yeah, and didn't he like pay it's something weird about him paying his own money too for that? Like Yeah, he was gonna he was supposed to pay twenty five million dollars to get this guy Barry Levinson is his name. Or it might not be Barry, but Levinson is directly the last name. And um just out of he the was go- supposed to pay his own money. Just out of the goodness of his heart, he was going to pay his own $25 million. Yeah. What a nice guy. I mean, just it's just like, okay, just on its face, it's like, hmm. <laughs> that doesn't something's pass the wrong smell with test. this story. <laughs> no, no, that's not what happened. You're right. Wow. Yeah. So you've got, just to really quickly wrap it all up, you got Deripaska, right. who worked with the FBI prior to this, this whole thing with Manafort that right. happened. So Deripaska has connections to the FBI. 
Yep, he's got connections to John McCain. Manafort. Got connections to Paul Manafort. So, golly, it sure looks like he's the one who was making everything kind of happen behind the scenes. I think he was feeding Christopher Steele a lot of this information. So then the question becomes, once you kind of have fleshed out who the sources were and stuff like that, then the question becomes, did the FBI knowingly collude or were they just basically useful idiots who were used by the Russians to try to hurt Trump with this idea that Trump had actually worked with the Russians to hurt Hillary. I don't buy for one. It was the opposite. Yeah. I don't buy for one second that the FBI was just oblivious and, and I don't either. Yeah. But that's, that's a hard (laughs) sell that, and that that's, that would be what, you know, a leftist or the mainstream media would try to sell you, but that's a hard sell. Well, particularly when we bring in what happened in the spring of 2016 was the whole Papadopoulos, Stephen Halper, who we know was being paid by the FBI, all of those things. When you bring that in and then you you bring in some of the other setups that were done by Comey and McCabe, Uh, like I think we talked about where, you know, Comey's only purpose in taking the dossier to Trump was so that the media could report on it. Exactly. Yeah. So you put all that together and it's pretty clear that the FBI was definitely um, intentionally trying to harm Trump. Trump. Yeah. Anybody who can't see that is just, you know, they, they just don't they don't know enough about the story. Well, that's just it. I mean, I think it's so hard to understand. It's so hard to understand it. Like, you know, it takes it takes us doing, you know, multiple of these episodes across an entire year to even scratch the surface of understanding. I mean, because we still don't get the whole picture. We've got we've got definitely the puzzles coming together. The puzzle is coming together. We've got the edges all filled out. We've got, you know, the different groups of the inner parts, but we're still missing some patches here and there. But the other thing I wanted to bring up really quickly is this testimony from Bruce Orr, because didn't you tell me that Bruce Orr testified that Deripaska was paying Steele at some point? Well, here's what here's what it says. I was kind of going through it this morning. I haven't read it all, but here's one of the parts that they were referring to some of the accounts that I've read. It says Christopher T- Steele provided some information to us specifically that these Specifically, these are the things I mentioned before. He talked about the people that Carter Page had met with in Moscow, and he told me that the former head of something had information that the former Russian foreign intelligence had said they had Trump over a barrel. Excuse me. And he told me that Paul Hauser, a lawyer who worked for Oleg Deripaska, was collecting information about a large amount of money that Oleg Deripaska had or that Paul Manafort had stolen from Oleg Deripaska. Excuse me. So um, Steele was basically telling him that that Oleg Deripaska was trying to get information and harm Manafort. Interesting. That's what we were talking about. So to me, that's just... Did the FBI... Basically, all this stuff that Manafort's been through, solitary confinement and all these things, was that all at the bidding of Russian oligarchs? I think they just had mutual interests and they were willing to throw Manafort's life away, basically, for for getting Trump. I mean, they they essentially—here's my theory. That's basically— 
I was just going to give you real quick. My my thinking is that, you know, Deripaska wanted to get back at Manafort and saw an opportunity to do it. And when he brought it to the FBI, they were like, yeah, that sounds great, actually. Let's do that. You know, the enemy of the enemy is my friend kind of deal. Well, and kind of a quid pro quo. You give us the information to take down Manafort and we'll use it to take down Trump. Exactly. Yeah, it was well, and that's what I'm saying. It was yeah. mu- it was it was of of mutual benefit to them. Deripaska yeah. gets what he wants by getting Manafort revenge, and the FBI get what they want by being able to make Trump look bad. You know, the deep state. I shouldn't yeah. say the FBI because it's not the FBI alone. It's you know, it's the people within the, the FBI. DOJ too. It's the people within the FBI working with the other people within the other departments who think they're above the government. You know, the the deep state, which does exist. I don't right. want. I don't even want to be hesitant about using that term anymore. I used to be because I'm like, oh, that's kind of a conspiracy theory. It's not. Like, they openly talk about it now. So the deep state is the ones who are, like, orchestrating this all with Deripaska to take down Trump because it worked out well for both of them, essentially. Right. And the deep state is basically just the career politicians, or not politicians, but the career people that, yeah, they basically, and I've seen quotes where they come out and say, these people, meaning the politicians, meaning people like Trump, they come and go, but we stay. Yeah. So they think that they run the government and the elected officials that represent the people are just kind of passing through. <laughs> you know, nice. I mean, that's kind of their attitude about it. So I mean, they're kind of the right. It is definitely real. Yeah. And that's all it is. And they are right. Yeah. I mean, they, they have are running more power the government at this point. than our elected representatives, and that's a problem. Yeah. It's a huge problem that we need to address. But And that's why Trump is, um, has caught so much opposition from them is because they know how dangerous he is to their the status quo. Right, because he doesn't accept their authority. He says, no, I'm the elected guy. I'm the one that the, the American people hired to do a job, which is to, you know, colloquially make america great again but to do all these things to improve our manufacturing and improve jobs and wages and to protect our borders and all of those things and the deep state wants no part of any of that no they don't want the country to be a better place agenda no they don't they don't they don't (laughs) actually want a better life for americans trump all all he's doing is is doing what the people want really you know and what the people have been asking for for a long time so yeah what he promised and he's doing it and they what a concept you know yeah so i mean he even says that if you go back and read his uh his inaugural address it it directly says that these people have benefited at your expense and that's not going to happen anymore yeah so So, um back to the russian collusion so we got about 10 minutes left which i feel like we really we really got through some good stuff there um, is yeah. there anything else? Should we should we just make it a shorty show and wrap up, or is there any other pieces that you want to put together to this puzzle? Well, there's so many pieces to it. You really need to go through it in an organized way. And I've been working on a timeline, and I'm going to read through the entire transcript of Bruce Orr's testimony. And then um, what we could mention is Lisa Page's testimony. Oh, that's also. right. That's right. Lisa Page said some pretty interesting things this morning that came out. Yeah, she, well, her transcript came out, I think. Yeah, that's right. And that's right. Um, so she's saying flat out also that they were ready to charge um, Hillary Clinton and the DOJ told them no. That's big. I mean, that that's almost, that's, that's huge. She's saying, I know. yes, the DOJ stepped in 
at the request of the president, President Obama, to stop the Hillary Clinton email investigation. Another I mean, vast right-wing right conspiracy that, that turns out is, to be true. Yes, that is obstruction of justice. These people want to yammer about obstruction of justice because, um, you know, because President Trump said that Michael sent out a tweet because he sent out a tweet. (laughs) Yeah. Or because he sent out a tweet or made a joke or whatever, you know, but this is actually the Justice Department halting an investigation into a into a um, political figure for political reasons. This just goes to show you, I mean, this really illustrates how much power the Clintons actually have. I mean, that's scary. Yeah. That's scary that they, they they wield power over the DOJ. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, it's scary. It, it's sad to me. I mean, it really makes me sad because, you know, especially when I was younger growing up, it was just like, you know, I believe that our government was good and, you know, they mostly did the right thing. And I think that there was a time that that was really true. But, I mean, there's a lot of corruption up there. And unless we make major moves to clear it out. I don't think it's going to (laughs) change. So like we talked about, people need to be indicted and it's difficult because president Trump, even though he's president, he can't personally go arrest people. Right. He can't personally try their cases. You need people that are willing to do that. And everybody in Washington is afraid of these people. They're yeah, afraid because, of the Clintons. They're afraid of people like Comey, or they were, you know. Well, yeah, because they it, know what the deep state does, and they don't want to be on the other end of it. No, I mean, because we we've seen it happen. We saw it happen to Michael Flynn. You have your life destroyed. You mm-hmm. have happened to Paul Manafort. Happened to Roger Stone. And if you're if yep. you're lucky enough, that's what happens to you. If you're unlucky and you're not that high profile of figure, <laughs> you end up dead. You end up. <laughs> Suicided with two shotgun shell shots to the back of your head, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, that's the thing. Is I mean, it's it's a joke, but it's also not. I mean, you will end up well, dead if not. you cross I the mean, Clintons. It's, it's impossible to prove, and I don't like to say anything that I can't one hundred percent prove. But let's put it this way: if if it ever comes out that Seth Rich, and I believe this with all my heart, that Seth Rich was the person who um, leaked the DNC documents. If that ever comes out and is established with proof, and I believe it can be, then people are going to draw their own conclusions about what happened to Seth Rich. Let's put it that way. You'll never be able to prove how he died or why he died. But right. people can make their but if you put can two prove, and two together. If you can, if, yeah, if you can prove that he was the one <laughs> who gave WikiLeaks the, uh, the files from the DNC, then yeah. That's not a huge logical yeah. leap to say, oh, he was killed because he did that. <laughs> You know what I mean? In this right. suspicious, this totally suspicious, you know, circumstance in which it was a botched robbery, then they didn't take anything. So, right, right. <sighs> so, yeah, I heads mean, need to roll. It, I'd it's like to kind talk to of unfathomable the amount of corruption that has occurred, and it's it's just it's kind of mind boggling. I mean, it kind of like it's disorienting that the media can just totally ignore it when they hyped this Russia thing and acted like it was a thing for two whole years. And now you have real evidence of real collusion and corruption and it's ignored. 
I think they're lazy. And this is why. But this is why it's so hard to get the useful idiots to actually understand, you know, or accept the information that you give them. Because they're like, well, the media is not talking about it. So how can that be? Yeah. In their mind, they still see the media as the arbiter of what is true. What yeah. The, 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 the media is there to misinform them and they don't realize yeah. that. That's yeah. the thing. And they say, well, if it's not on TV. <laughs> but see, the, the, the media. That it can't be real. But there are useful <laughs> idiots in the media, too. That's what that's what is is you got to wrap your head around, too, is. They're being fed. Yeah. They're being fed the stories that they're going on and reading. You know, they they don't. Right. Wolf the Wolf Blitzers of the world and the Chris Cuomo's and the uh, Van Joneses. They don't do their own journalistic research and write their own stories. Right. They're just the figurehead on TV talking about it. So they got somebody and feeding of- all these things to them. And and in a way, they're useful idiots themselves because they don't believe there's a, a different story going on because it's not being spoon-fed to them because they're lazy and they don't actually do their job of being a journalist. That's very true. And a lot of it is spoon-fed directly from the intelligence agencies. To the people you know, who are working kind of at what- CNN, yeah. Right, to the people that are working at CNN. I mean, heck, then they hire the people. They hired John Brennan. They hired... I know! You know it's Clapper. like they're not, they're not even trying to hide it anymore. <laughs> yeah, we're going to hire all these people yeah. who used to be intelligence agencies because they were our sources anyway. We might as well make it official. Right, exactly. So, yeah, and I think in, in a lot of them, they probably can't even fathom that you know, the intelligence community would lie to them. I know. That's or the funny manipulate thing. news or That's... use it to <laughs> achieve a purpose. Even though we know, <laughs> even though we know about Operation Mockingbird and that it's a thing that the CIA yeah. actually did where it was like a program to misinform the public. We know that they've done that, but still, they won't believe that it's yeah. true. But still to well, them, you know, it's a Anderson vast right-wing Cooper conspiracy. Cooper actually was an intern at the CIA. Was he really? It, look it up. Oh, my God. These people, <laughs> these people, man. It's crazy. It's it's like open secrets. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. stuff that you can find pretty easily in the public. There it you is. You know, in mainstream sources, it's just nobody hears about it. And like the thing about the CIA is like you don't go work for them as an intern and then you're never a CIA operative ever again. Like you're a CIA member for life in my book. Like if you've ever worked for the CIA, you're a CIA agent, you know? Well, I can't say. All I'm saying is he interned there. He interned there, and now he's at CNN. That's all I'm saying. Now he's at CNN (laughs) with all his other CIA buddies. Lord. So I I would, if anybody's a lawyer, I would love to talk to a lawyer uh, on the show. Um, I don't know if we could make that happen about getting it all on with you on the call or whatever. I could probably figure it out, but um, I need another phone. That's the only thing. But I, I, I would just love to talk to somebody who can answer some of these questions about what needs to happen so that we can see people start to get indicted for this. What can I do as a citizen? You know, do I need to call my representatives and, and beg them to, to start? I mean, because what, what do you do? And that's that's where I'm at. Yeah, so that's that's why it'd be nice to talk to a lawyer. Thing. Yeah, I think our big thing now is just to hope that William Barr has integrity and a backbone because it's going to require a huge backbone because the minute that he tried to appoint a special counsel or do anything against any of these people, the fire is going to come on him 
like crazy, just like it everyone it does everyone else. He's going to be a Russian spy. He's going to have loans that are questionable. He's going to be smeared. The smear yeah. machine will kick into action the minute he tries to take hold these people accountable in any way. Mm-hmm. Well, I I and do try like to destroy his life. I do like the moves that he's made so far, such as you know um, refusing to recuse himself from overseeing the yeah. uh, the Mueller investigation. I mean, again, that's something we saw a weaker man not able to do in Jeff Sessions. And I thought right. that I, you know, I thought that I liked Jeff Sessions before this this whole him being DOJ head. So I like that move from yeah. Barr. All right, we got about a minute left. Final closing thoughts. Uh, what are we going to go? What are we going to? What are we going to be looking at next? What are we going to try and? What piece of the puzzle are we going to try to place next? Well, I kind of want to go back and talk about the Papadopoulos stuff because I think that's really interesting too. It's a little bit harder to find public information because it hasn't been talked about as much, you know, and like I say, I like to be able to prove everything that we talk about. Um, So, but I know Papadopoulos has been more public about it since he, you know, served his 12 days, (laughs) which was kind of funny in itself. Um, But yeah, I think maybe we talk about the Papadopoulos stuff. All right. Yeah, we'll get into that. And that was all, all pretty shady. And, and, and by the way, Papadopoulos, a great follow on Twitter. Um, yeah. Putting out lots of good information that, that helps you understand the situation. So we're going to get working on that on our next show, try and get you some more information. But for now, really got to, you know, hit this information hard on social media. Get it out there on Twitter. Get it out there on Facebook. Tell everybody yeah, you can. Yeah, just talk about how Christopher Steele was working with Oleg Deripaska. That's all you got to say. And Lisa Page admitted that the DOJ put the kibosh on the Clinton investigation. There you go. Till next time, Donald Trump approves this message.